the sound of hundreds of hooves galloping across the grasslands of Europe. A cloud of dust trails the proud herd as they ramble freely through their open domain. These are the Tarpan, an ancient European wild horse, and they're on this week's extinction event. Welcome to Extinction Event. I'm Melissa, here with Jack. Hey, we're back. And uh, small talk, small talk. Yep, yep, yada, yada. Doing uh, good. Doing the weather is nice. Sure, yada, sure. Yada, yada. Anyways, Tarpan. Yeah, I love this horse. It's a horse. It's a wild horse. Uh, well, I did hear the intro. And nice. It was very horse-like. <laughs> Look, I'm excited. Let's just get into it. Let's do it. Okay. The Tarpan was a prehistoric wild horse dating back to the Pleistocene era, so a couple million to approximately 10,000 years ago. Tarpan ranged from Spain to Russia, so most of Europe. It's believed to be one of the four main ancestral groups of horses from which all other horses came. Tarpans were usually mouse-colored and sometimes brown or cream-colored, their legs and face were darker, and their mane was really short and stood up, kind of semi-erect. They had large heads with really big jaws, and their hooves were very durable. Um, they did not need shoes. Um, question, what's a mouse-colored? Grayish. Okay, you, so imagine a gray mouse. <laughs> I was asking myself that same question. Why not just say a grayish yeah. coat? Okay. But yeah, they really stuck on that mouse colored <laughs> description. <laughs> and so their manes were kind of mohawkish, uh-huh. stiff, bristly, big jaws. And they didn't need shoes. I get it. That is a big design flaw of our current horses. Right. I know we've talked about this before the fragility of horses. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to come <laughs> up again. Which already, it's already like, wait, horses today are so fragile. And here are these durable horses that went extinct. So what do we know? Nothing. Well, I do know that they were around 13 hands tall, which I wasn't even going to bring up, but I did want to talk to you about it. Why do they measure them in hands? What's the- It's a horse thing, and I think it's more tradition at this point than anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it because it to me it like just goes back to a different time where everything had to be measured by hands because there wasn't. Well, because hands are a universal size. Right. Well, no, but exactly. (laughs) But they still do it. That's kind of fun, and it's like it's got to be British, right? Like they still measure things in stone. (laughs) That's true. Stone and hands, right? Yeah. But is there anything else that's measured like that? Uh, two fingers of whiskey. Yeah. Okay. That's, I guess like, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's about it. All right. <laughs> so horses and alcohol. <laughs> okay. They were friendly, curious, and intelligent, but also these were wild horses. So they were quite independent and strong-willed. Some might even say stubborn, but that would be from the perspective of humans who have... We're trying to like... Tamed them. Tamed them. Right. So if you can imagine this, in 
prehistoric times, there were extensive herds of wild horses that roamed throughout Europe. These wild herds had a very complex communication system. We're talking scent markings, vocalizations, a tilt of the ear, a kick of the leg. It, it all means something. And <laughs> You're laughing because you don't think it's complex. I... <laughs> It, it sounds like a very sassy language is what I'm picking up. <laughs> a roll of the eyes. <laughs> a cluck of the tongue. A toss of the mane. A shimmy of the hip. <laughs> These are all communication methods for the wild herd. And still are. They still are, but you're, well, you know, when's the last time you saw a wild herd of horses galloping across well, the I mean, open plains? I mean, people. <laughs> Go give a hip shimmy. Toss of the hair and kick a leg. You'll send some messages. (laughs) Okay. Next time you walk into a bar, make eye contact, shimmy a hip, kick a leg, toss your mane. (laughs) Message received. It seems like it's it's always the same message, though. Is it? (laughs) Maybe that's bartender. Get me a drink. Depends on who you're aiming it at. Uh, I don't know. True. I don't know. Just try it out. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to do that. But Okay. So within this herd, there's one male who is at the head of the herd. He's leading them. And when all the other males turn two years old, they have to leave the herd to join an all-male herd. What? Yeah. And so that's like a bachelor herd full of bachelor stallions. Mm-hmm. And also some old stallion. <laughs> but, wow. Sounds kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> they go on like adventures and stuff. I, like, yeah. Yeah, they do. And they, there's a lot of fighting, I'm sure. And they get a little rowdy. Um, but they get a chance to like take down the dominant male. They can. Yeah, they can. And replace him. Mm-hmm. So at two years, they're like, you're getting shipped off to learn how to become a man. Live with your uncles. <laughs> yeah. It's got a real like boys summer camp, girls summer camp vibe. Yeah. Right. Middle school dance kind of a society. <laughs> What's up, dude? Do I know you? Well, let's just say I'm two years old, so, you know. You the new guy. Yep. So, uh, what do you guys do all day? Don't ask much questions, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I just played with you. <laughs> Welcome, brother. Are you ready to have the best damn life possible for a horse horse kind? Uh, dude, I'm getting so sick of those ladies nagging oh me my all day. Nag, nag, nag. nag, nag. Right? It's like their name or something, huh? God. You're I, not going to get any of that. You want to horse around? I That's all we do I'm here. Let's horse around. <laughs> That's what we're all about. Heck yeah. Woo! Woo! Humans had encountered wild horses, including the Tarpan, pretty early on. They had hunted them since the Paleolithic, so that's really early human history, millions of years ago. It's strange to think of horses as meat, but for most of human history, humans did eat horses. It was a vital source of protein for many people's. I mean, if they're around, it's going to get eaten, right? Kind of the law of the jungle. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but we don't think about eating horses these days. It seems wrong. It's kind of like eating dogs. Yeah. 
and kind of move past that. Yeah. They've become very good friends with humans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're eating them early on, uh, but there aren't a lot of humans yet, and they're not hunting enough to really have any effect on the tarpan population. However, as with so many megafauna, at the end of the last ice age, that's approximately 15,000 to 11,000 years ago, we begin to see a decline in the tarpan population. And this might partly have been because of climate change. We've talked about this before. But also at this time, we do see an increase in human population. And more humans means more hunting. And I know already this is starting to sound like your typical extinction event. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, Jack, this one is different. <laughs> this one is Stick around. Listen yeah. to the whole one this time. Hold your horses. Oh, there it is. <laughs> With the judgment. As time goes on, we'll do more than just eat horses. We'll figure out how to capture them, tame them, and start riding them. This is around 5,500 years ago. And give them their own TV shows. That much more recent. You know how they got Mr. Ed to talk. Everybody knows this. I forgot, though. I've heard this, but what? It, please tell me. It's peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter? I figured that's one of those things you feed a horse and they just, it's dead after you. Nah. No? And then they're just smacking their mouth. And then you can put words in their mouth. But it was a bunch of different horses, right? Because you can't feed one horse that many peanut butter. While we're on it, do you know the phrase, look a gift horse in the mouth? Mouth? Not mouse. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, I know that one. You know why? I think so. But please. Because that's how you tell a horse's age, is you look at their teeth. The older they are, the longer their teeth. And if someone were to give you a horse, and you go look at their teeth, it's like, you don't think my gift is good? You mm-hmm. think I'm just trying to pawn off some, you know, it's rude. Right. Do you have any horse facts? <laughs> Because I'm, that's it. That's all I got. The one, the only one I can remember is that when they're two years old, they have to leave the herd oh. <laughs> to, to join the bachelor herd. <laughs> okay, so we start taming horses. For me, this is a big deal. This is when horses just fork off, right? And well, language. <laughs> they split. And at this point, you're going to either remain a free wild horse like a tarpan, where you're going to become a horsey that lives with humans and wears fancy horse shoes. So it's... <laughs> Wait, this horsey terminology, this is scientific? Or? This is more my opinion uh, on what happens okay. here. I, we should put a disclaimer there. Disc- <laughs> Please don't cite us on the use of horsies <laughs> as an official terminology. I think it's a big deal. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to be a horsey, but one does have a sense of uh, individual power to it, and the other is is delicate in a way. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also at some point we start drinking horse milk. I don't know how when that started. These are words I I did not ever put together. Drinking horse milk. I guess also it's a bit of a all cats are girls, all dogs are boys thing. I'm giving a pretty dirty look. You can't see. <laughs> when you said drinking horse milk, I'm like, no, that comes from cows. Ah, I right? see. And in that regards, it's like there's a subconscious like, oh, cows are girls, horses are boys. This is I, Maybe no one else Whoa. shares this. 
uh, I do think horse milk sounds weird, but there is no reason for it to be weird. It's no, probably delicious. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We have assumptions. Right. Like I do about horsies. Right. Fast forward. Please. <laughs> more humans, more farming. I know this sounds... We've heard this before. Uh-huh. A lot of the original tarpan habitat of forests and steppe is getting cleared to make way for agriculture now. And I wanted to let you know that that word step, whenever I heard that in school, well into high school, that I thought they were talking about a really big step mm-hmm. somewhere in Europe. Right. You too? Why, like, I just feel well, like they never explained that. it paints a picture that. in your mind where it's like, oh, there must be like a really big shelf right. of land. That you go up or down. What are you on the top or the bottom of the right, step? Right, but right. that's not demarcates two zones. You know, honestly, until very recently, <laughs> I didn't know that the step. Well, I don't think there's a lot of that. You don't have a lot of interaction or reason to think about that since high school. It right? comes up a lot. Uh huh. But it for those of you listening, it's just <laughs> open grassy land, pretty much. Okay. I don't know why they call it step. It's and it's got two P's in it. Yeah. And an extra E. So that should have been a big red flag for me that that it wasn't a literal step. I just wanted to clear that up and so now in addition to being hunted and domesticated, the tarpan are losing their land as well. But here's the thing. The tarpans are wild. They're not just going to sit back and let this happen. You know what they do? Organize. Pretty much. (laughs) In retribution, they start eating the farmer's crops and they start stealing some of the domesticated mares. Oh. Yeah. So it's a battle here against the freedom of these horses and these tamed, domesticated They're fighting back. Yeah, they're taking back their peoples. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this is not something you're going to hear in, like, the pupfish extinction event story, right? Right. There's not a lot of animals. The least listened to one, by the way. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Anyway. <laughs> well, maybe if they put up more of a fight, it would have been more interesting episode. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. I don't think they're stealing them. They're setting them free. They're giving them their freedom. It's cool. It is cool. And I, that's something we really, yeah, have not seen in other extinction events. And that, so already, see, I didn't let you down. This one's different. It is different. The farmers don't like this. So they keep hunting tarpan and other wild horses. And the tarpan, they keep fighting back. These aren't horses. They're going to stand up for themselves. Extinction event is brought to you by using hands as a unit of measurement. Hey, Melissa. What's up? I'm just looking at my hands. I can see that. You have big hands. That's the problem. I went to go make this. I'm, you know I'm building a dresser. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, you also know that I don't know how to use a ruler or any other measuring device. I've always thought that was a little Well, I was strange. raised by horses. Oh, really? And everything in horses is by hands. Which is, Hmm. don't even get me started. It's very complicated when you have hooves. This also explains the urine odor 
that is that's uh, something else. <laughs> but I was counted on a lot to use my hands to measure out things among the horses, right? Uh huh. So naturally, I'm now living as a human. What did I'm the horses to build, do now that you're I'm gone? I'm trying to build a dresser, and I'm using my hands, and they're too big. The How dresser, many hands high is the dresser? I, I don't know. I'm not down yet on the conversion rate. Mm. The instructions say that it's going to be four feet high, and I assume that's 20 hands. Okay. And I built this dresser. <laughs> well, it's big enough for a horse. <laughs> well, I'd love to come help. Maybe bring a yardstick. You, uh, you're going to bring a yardstick. How many hands is that? Oh, boy. Well, my hands or your hands? Because I've got oh, tiny so hands. I'm so confused. Oh, jeez. Um, thank you, hands. Thanks, hands. Things really start to heat up in the 18th century. The tarp hands, they've lost a lot of their land. And at this point, they're just going to declare all out war on the humans. They start mounting attacks. No. On their hay storages. Really? They start taking hay from the storages, and they're not just stealing the mares anymore. You know what they're doing? They're having sex with them. And then, you know, what this leads to is unwanted interbreeding, mm. and the farmers are just really upset because the resulting babies have questionable lineage. Mm. How do we know that this was like a deliberate effort to attack their hay storage and not just... Hungry, hungry horses. I think because the other tactics they're using, stealing some of the mares, having sex with them, is evidence that they had a plan. It's certainly more entertaining. They weren't just hungry. They were trying to reclaim their territory. Well, I'd love to imagine a bunch of horses getting together, coming up with a plan (laughs) to have sex with a girl. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder, it does seem like the bachelor herds would be the ones mounting these expeditions, or these, what do you call that? Mounting these attacks. Oh. They do sound a little more like shenanigans (laughs) than attacks. And I don't know for sure if this is 100% true, because it sounds crazy, but I did find accounts of some of the domesticated horses turning against their masters foregoing their fancy shoes and barns and escaping to join the wild tarpans in their conquest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as if the ongoing human tarpan war wasn't enough for the tarpans to deal with. More prank war. But <laughs> Another threat rears its ugly head hunting lodges these were a popular attraction basically for rich people during this time and the tarpan were one of the animals that were hunted and then quickly eaten (laughs) if you got one so on top of fighting for their land and all that they're just being hunted for fun by rich people so it's not looking good by now, two of the original four wild horse ancestral groups have been hunted into extinction, and the Tarpan range has drastically shrunk down to mainly just Poland, Ukraine, and parts of surrounding countries. Then around 1770, maybe in an attempt to save some of the Tarpan, Count Zamoski captures several Tarpan and 
places them in his private zoological park. Wait, is that where, why it's called Zeus? Zimoski? <laughs> no. What's his name? Zimoski. He just happened to have a zoo-like name. Yeah, he okay. was. He didn't invent the zoological park. It was, it was. It's like rich people collecting cars nowadays. Okay. They had zoological gardens instead mm-hmm. with exotic animals. But whatever his reason for having the tarpan, whether it be conservation or just curiosity, by 1806 he gets bored of them, and he just gives them to the local peasants. <laughs> I'm done with these. You take them. Does anybody want this uh, freaking zebra? I'm done with it. Howdy. Uh, just a peasant here. Hey, yeah, you. Uh, I'm Count Zamoski. Uh, your aunt, this is I'm, about the I'm Craigslist familiar. ad. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, anyway, I'm, yeah. I got 14 tarpan here. 14. They're free, as you can see. Did you bring a trailer? I trailer uh i was just gonna walk them back it, are they t- tame uh, would they do that eh, tame-ish but let, i i don't see we come all the way out here for free tarpans okay let's uh, uh, sure take a look please okay they seem a little testy like uh They're a little bit wild little animals wild. yeah uh how's the milk on them you know i can't say for sure it wasn't something i really did here you they're didn't milk your tarpan, huh? They're just kind of roaming around animal. Okay. Yeah. Y- you not just so look much at them. I don't really drink them. Uh, my yeah. So we were gonna eat some of them and milk some of them. Great story. We like okay. this. This is great details. Anyways, they are free, and I'm trying to get rid of them. Sure. I just want wondering when's the last time you had them looked at by a professional. You know how many miles they have under the hooves. How many miles? You know, I got a lot of other animals I need to offload today, so... Are they g- free, too? They are. Okay. Are you going to give me the 10th degree on... 10th uh, degree, sir? Uh, look, I just uh, want to know what I'm getting into here. You're so getting into a lot of tarpan. free tarpan. You know what? Get off my land. Can I, can I take the tarpan? Please! Do you have 14 ropes? <laughs> Okay, so here's what happens. Uh, the, the horses are then slowly, over the years, tamed and crossbred with domestic horses, essentially dewilding some of the very last remaining tarpan. It's a pretty big blow for the tarpan. I got to say, morale is probably not real high in, no. the, uh, in the dude herd. <laughs> the dude herd. No. Dude, where's my herd? <laughs> God, I love being a male horse in an all-male society. I was just thinking the same thing. It's right? Like, yeah, I love I it. I just walk around thinking this all the time. Yeah, I just... The, the Hold f- on. I'm going to pee right here. Yeah, me dude. Should we pee at the same time? We should. Let's sit, Mark. Uh, you could never do this in the lady herd. Right? I know. They'd be yeah. like, ew. Yeah. Oh. You know, I'm not saying I don't like ladies. No, nobody's saying that. No. Not I'd- here. It's nice having them around. Yeah. They have their, their uses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their uses, right? Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying now because like, I, I love the herd. Well, the herd's great. But someday I could see myself being the head of my own herd of ladies. Yeah. You know? No, I totally have the same dream. 
Yeah. Not not now though, but uh No. No. You know um Not now with the boys, but I could see myself, you know, down the line being the male and having like another female in yeah. my herd. Yeah, dude. Um hey, you know that that one bachelor herd down the way? Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I heard they were they were hitting up some barns around here. Did you say Barnes or Barnes and Noble? Because I'm down for both. But Barnes, I would love to just get a coffee uh. and browse the mags. <sighs> and just dish. Right? <laughs> yes. Can we be real a second? Yeah. I hate it here. <laughs> it stinks so bad. I miss women. <sighs> Uh, okay, so towards the late 19th century, they're losing a numbers game. There are just too many humans, not enough tarpan, and the wild population is pretty much gone. The dude herds are no more. They've either been hunted or crossbred with domestic horses at this point. The year is 1879. There is one last wild tarpan. Yes. <laughs> yes. This one is wild. And it's a she. It's a mare. Oh. And I don't have a lot of details about her, but they're trying to catch her. Not kill her, just capture her. And they're chasing after her. But this is a wild tarpan, Jack. Yeah. It's been through the human tarpan war. She's seen terrible things. Pranks. She knows that if she's caught, the humans will just breed the freedom out of her. That is a statement. <laughs> and she'd rather die than give up her freedom. <laughs> so she jumps off a cliff. No. To her death. No. Or falls into a crevasse. I don't. It could be either. I don't know. She Thelma and Louise did. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Pretty cool, huh? Damn. Yeah. I told you, these, these were amazing horses. <laughs> to the very last second, they were fighters. What a way to go out. Huh? Yeah. Not like those chumps last week. <laughs> what was <laughs> Caspian Tiger? Yeah, what do you just like kind of fizzle out? Yeah. I didn't do anything. Caspian Tiger should have jumped off a cliff, <laughs> lit itself on fire. Tarpon's putting on a show. They're really raising the bar for an extinction. Yeah. So that's that. And they locate her body. They take it somewhere. And they think she is in a museum in a basement somewhere. Somewhere in Russia. But nobody really knows. Mm. Okay, so that, that one didn't have a name. But that's she wasn't the last one in captivity. She was the last wild one. There are reportedly still a couple in captivity. Possibly in the Munich Zoo and the Moscow Zoo. zoo. And we think the very last one in captivity, maybe, we're not even really sure it was a tarpan, yeah. uh, was a stallion. And they, they do give it a name. Ah, yes. It was called the Tarpan of Sherson. Wait, isn't this kind of just cheating? Ka- You're just naming it after, after the place where you are? Yeah. Yep. That's where it was captured. I mean, it does seem way more esteemed. Like it's sure. A, it's like kingly. Yeah, but it doesn't give it that personality you want in that last uh, It's better individual. than if they named it like Tom or something. Tom and Nellie. 
one of those chumps <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> Learn how to go extinct. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, I'm glad they gave him this different name. Honestly, most of these names for these about to go extinct animals are pretty boring. Okay, so are you telling me Soraya, who is named after the like queen of Iran, is boring? You're referring to the Caspian tiger? Yeah. I said most. Most of them. Of them. Okay. Okay. Tom, Nelly, uh, I think one was like Mary. Martha. Martha. I think Tarpan of Sherson, it just sounds too domesticated. It sounds like it's been bred to be a racehorse. And it's, you know, shouldn't it was this is a wild tarpan, apparently. I disagree that it sounds domesticated. I think that if you're a horse and that was your name, you'd be pretty stoked on it. Oh, okay. Top hat of Sherson. Ding ding ding. Oh, is it food time again? Dinner's ready. Oh, thank you. Top hat of Sherson is starving. <laughs> Top Hat of Sherson. I do love how you speak in the third person. Well, Top Hat of Sherson has a lot of thoughts in Top Hat of Sherson's head. And uh, that is the best way for Top Hat of Sherson to share them. Top Hat of Sherson, are you, are you sure you haven't been crossbred? Top Hat of Sherson? No! But, like I said, this might not even have been a pure wild tarpan. They have a picture of this horse, and it doesn't look anything like one. <laughs> So I don't know. That last one, the wild one, could have been the last purebred. And because of that, the date the last harpan dies is up for interpretation. Let's just say that the species goes extinct at the end of the 1800s, early 1900s. So they're gone. That's it. And pretty much immediately, some people in Poland start thinking about bringing them back. (laughs) Of course. But then World War I happens, and they kind of put the whole thing on pause. After World War I, some horses that looked a whole lot like tarpans were found roaming around the Polish countryside. They were not original wild tarpans. They were crossbred domesticated ones that had become feral. And feral is not wild. Okay. That is just feral. It's on its way to becoming wild. Well, given enough time. A long time. Yeah. It'd be like saying all of our dogs just up and headed to the forest and they're, they're going to. They're not wild dogs. They're not wild and yeah. they're not going to be wild for a while. Right. They're going to be feral. Uh, but one d- biologist decides, hey, close enough. And That's, that's science. Right. <laughs> And he captures some of these, and he starts breeding them to try and recreate the tarpan. Uh, And he calls this breed Konik horses, which just means little horse in Polish. Okay. Konik. And everything is going pretty good until World War II. Ah, Yes. These pesky wars. Yes. All the tarpan has ever known is war. pranks almost all of these horses die in the war i don't know if they were trying to steal enemy horses i don't know how they died probably got eaten probably got used to just used to death basically right haul this right on let me ride on you go there Mm. there's a million ways you can abuse a horse to death (laughs) oh jeez but 
good news. 15 survive. And scientists think that these are about 94% real tarpan. But here's the thing. We'll never know how closely related they really are because the remains of that last wild tarpan, the one that jumped off the cliff, uh-huh. it's being held somewhere in Russia. And unless we can compare the genetics of that to the Koenig horses, uh, we're just not going to know. So where is the body? Where's the body, where man? The body? <laughs> how are we going to know if these are 100% tarpons or not, man? <laughs> I can't sleep at night. <laughs> you probably are these real horses or are they, are they part horsey? It's driving me mad. <laughs> Do I put shoes on them or no? <laughs> okay. But here's the thing also. Selective breeding is never going to produce a wild tarpan. It's just not the same as natural selection and evolution because human interaction at all That relationship, human and horse, is going to change how their genome is expressed. Mm. It's going to have an effect on it. So what they're doing to try and get around this is placing the conics in a nature preserve where they can just let the horses go off, do their own thing in the wild, breed without human help, Mm. and kind of rewild themselves. Just get, you know, get out of the way. Smart, yeah. And there is a program called Rewilding Europe where they started doing this in 2012 in Bulgaria. And at first, things weren't going that well. Pranks. (laughs) Wild wolves went after the Koenig herd. They bit a bunch of them. And they even killed one of them. And these horses, because they weren't really wild, they didn't even do anything. They're like, stop biting me. Ow! Yeah. Don't do this. They didn't know what to do. So, I mean, this is nice, right? Nature out here. Beautiful. I didn't think Bulgaria was going to be... I didn't think I would like this, honestly. No. You know, been in the stables before and everything, but this is nice. 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 There's plenty of step land. I'll tell you what, though. My hooves do Hmm. hurt a little. There's a lot of walking. Hold on. Hi there, neighbors. New in the town. I think they're wolves. I've heard of wolves. I'm familiar with dogs. Is that Canine, like a dog? Right? It's all Canine. Don't be offensive. Uh, pleasure to meet you. They're coming over. Okay. Do I look all right? And you look excellent. Please just don't say anything offensive. Is my um, mane erect? It's very bristly. What have you been doing? What am I doing? Ah! Did, you uh, just, I... did you just bite your leg? Play it cool, please. Hi there. Yes. Uh... Oh my god, they're very uh they're bitey. In some cultures they kiss, others they bite. Yeah, that is what's happening here. Should we bite back? But they learned really fast. The herd was really skittish for a while and they stayed away from the area that they got attacked and they learned from it. And there hasn't been another successful attack since. So it looks like they're becoming wild. Sounds like that guy died like a chump. <laughs> I think it was a little little baby. Oh, now way yeah. to bring it down. <laughs> God. Others have also attempted to recreate the tarpan. Most notably, the Heck brothers created the Heck horse, 
Mm, I remember this. You do remember it? Yeah, it's from one of the other ones. I was going to ask you, yes. I don't remember which one. Okay, it was the Heck brothers, yeah. Heinz and Lutz, and they were the guys who tried to recreate the Auric. That was oh, the big okay. cattle, yeah, 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 yeah. and it was called the Heck cattle. And then I don't know if you remember this about them, but they were Nazis. I do remember yeah. that part. <laughs> and they worked with Himmler on that weird genetic research program. And yeah. their whole thing was they were trying to recreate a more pure landscape okay of past times you know megafauna un- unextinct things to make it more pure okay so uh you know you got to wonder about those cattle Jesus. or those cattle those horses nazi horses nazi are they <laughs> mm. <laughs> so there's the heck horse and there's other breeds too like the hagart horse they have similarities to tarpans and mar- modern breeders try to sell these horses as genuine tarpans. And they may look a lot like them and have similar features, but they really are not tarpans. So if somebody's trying to sell you a tarpan, that, you know. They don't have the soul of a tarpan. The only way you're going to really know is if you got to chase it, see if it jumps off a cliff. <laughs> and you're like, that was a real one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was going to try and make some joke about uh, hooves, or hooves, uh, you know, shoes. If but... the shoe fits. Mm-hmm. Did you know that phrase comes from um, people finding out if it's authentic tarpan or not? Look at how many horse facts you know. And I know you just made that up, but <laughs> <laughs> point is the wild tarpan is still extinct. You can try and breed it back, but it's just not going to happen. Ever. It's not going to be the same. Neighborhood changed, man. Um, no. Uh, the most legitimate ones are those ones in Bulgaria that got attacked by the wolves. Also, the phrase long in the tooth is getting a little long in the tooth. You've heard this one. Mm-hmm. It's about horses. Old horses. Uh-huh. Their teeth get real long when they're old? Their gums recede, and it makes their teeth appear longer. Uh, well, that's it. That is... The wild tarpan. Wiped off the face of the earth. Put up a fight. Till the bitter end. Yeah. You know where that phrase comes from. It's a sailing phrase. It's like the end of the rope. Or at the bitter end mm-hmm. of it the show. means I got no more line left. Yeah. And that's where we're at with this podcast. <laughs> Last episode ever. No. The, 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 the episode. It feels like the bitter end. <laughs> Maybe we should just jump off a cliff. No. It's a, what a way to go out, huh? What a way. You know what I'm going to do? You can't see it, but I'm going to give that last wild tarpan a flip of the hip. <laughs> <laughs> a toss of the leg. A click of the heel. <laughs> Here's to you. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Peg Lake Deer Production.